It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Our guest today is Bill Nachbauer from Acorn Winery, back with us. Love the Acorn. California Wine Country brought to you by uh, Bottle Barn and Rodney Strong Vineyards. Rodney Strong invites you to their newly renovated historic tasting room in the gorgeous outdoor terrace. What a great place to hang and uh, spend an afternoon sipping award-winning Rodney Strong wines. Rodney Strong, of course, is the premier live music winery destination in the North Bay, and I mean that completely. They've got three great concerts coming up this summer, and you can kick off your 4th of July celebration Sunday, July 3rd at Rodney Strong's Red, White, and Barbecue. A great lineup of barbecue from the wonderful people of Kinsmoke of Healdsburg. Boy, do they do a good job. Bring the family and enjoy favorites like brisket, ribs, smoked chicken, and a lot more. There's going to be live music from Nanny playing classic rock, pop, and country. It is Rodney Strong's Red, White, and Barbecue this Sunday. It, uh, of course, I thought it was Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> so don't take my word for it. Go to RodneyStrong.com and uh, learn about all these events in the summer concert series. Again, Sunday, July 3rd. It's the Red, White, and Barbecue. Go to RodneyStrong.com. Rodney Strong Vineyards committed to community since 1959. Okay, Bill Nockbauer is here from Acorn Winery, and I'm a big fan of Acorn, Bill, and it's good to have you back. On the website, it says, We are tiny like an acorn. Our winery is framed by tall oak trees. Our wine is aged in oak barrels, so Acorn seemed the perfect name for our winery. Okay, there's the name. Give us the history again okay well we've uh, we found the vineyard and uh, bought the vineyard in 1990 we feel very lucky to have found an old zinfandel vineyard that dates back to 1890 uh and wow. like, like all vineyards planted back then it's, it's a field blend so that inspired us to make every wine a field blend it was this old vineyard had adjacent uh land that hadn't been planted because when you plant a vineyard back in 1890 you have to leave uh, half the land open to feed the horse, and it was still, still, <laughs> uh, it was still a pasture when we got there. So we planted that, but but because of that old vineyard, we we decided every wine we'd made would be a field blend. And a field blend, I should define, uh, is is picking multiple varieties together and co-fermenting them and making the wine so where they're the grapes are blended right from the day they're picked. It is a great story, and, and we have the story behind Acor Winery's white blends. Let me just quote this. As a teenager in the 1890s, Bill's grandfather worked with his older brothers in vineyards on Spring Mountain in Napa County and also made wine. And then he became a barber, moved to Vallejo, where he met your grandmother and... Uh, the story goes on and on, but I mean, literally, 1890s as a teenager, your grandfather right. got started in this business. And uh, talk about these wines. What you've brought is uh, we we uh, brought the Gruner Veltliner, which is uh, that's a that Gruner Veltliner is an Austrian grape. So that's that uh, that's why I, I chose it because of my grandfather. We also made a Alvarino because my grandmother's family in Petaluma were uh, Portuguese. So we did that one as well, um, but the uh, like all our wines, it's a field blend. So we have other uh, Austrian, Hungarian, uh, German grapes thrown in. Uh, we we planted these. Uh, we planted rootstock back in 
2017, and then we grafted, and so this was the 2020 was our first harvest. Before we talk about this particular wine, Dan, uh, give me your uh, thoughts on uh, the acorn story. Acorn is a fascinating uh, project because it is really not uh, varietally based. So many, I mean, like 98% of California wineries are all varietals, you know, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, stuff like that. But but what uh, Bill and Betsy have done is to focus on the, on these uh, field blends. And that means there are two things about that that's really very interesting. Number one, of course, is it's vineyard-based. So basically, he's, these vineyards have an, their own particular characteristics. And so he's allowing the, the grapes to do the talking more than the varietals. And then the second part, which is even better, is the fact that these wines are made very authentically so that when you buy a bottle of acorn wine, you got about an extra year or two before they ever come around into their prime. They need a little time. Not very much. A couple of years is all it needs. But, boy, those wines really come around after. I mean, Bill, talk about that. Your reds really develop beautifully as they, as they after release. Yeah, we, we're, we're often um, a year behind our neighbors in, in, uh, in our releases. Um, and they they do they do all age well and and the whites uh, also yes of course white isn't fairly new for you so yeah I, so I, I don't really have a track record to t- talk about <laughs> but I can I can tell it's getting better um, uh, all you know it, the, the gruner should be good at least two or three years I'd say I talk about this gruner uh, what year is this uh, this is twenty twenty okay and Dan. Tell me why I like this so much. Uh, well, this is absolutely the driest wine you'll find. I mean, there's not a trace of sugar. And the nice part is that this wine is actually better than it was about, what, seven months ago when I first tried it. And what I like about it most is the fact that it has that sort of preserved lemon character. It's not a sweet wine in any way, but the the, the sharpness of the, of the acid makes it perfect to going with some delicate, seafood dishes this is just absolutely ideal for seafood it's just great stuff and and gruner is it it does have a textural element to it it's you can almost taste that textural piece that's like rocks or something it's Mm -hmm. delicious wine absolutely wonderful okay wow it is acornwinery.com you must go there and find out everything they do and how to get their wines uh, bill of uh, uh, availability uh, retail wise bottle, uh, bottle barn well of bottle barn has it but uh, mostly it's it's at the winery so um, okay. uh, and we are located practically across the street from Rodney Strong so we can even hear the concerts on, <laughs> on Sunday uh, for free for free or at least the bass part but uh, yeah <laughs> uh, so we uh, we make. Besides these uh, whites, we we do uh, Zinfandel, Sangiovese, Dolcetto, Syrah, Cabernet Franc, uh, and a couple of blends that blends of blends. And as far as uh, wine tasting and visiting the winery and such, what's the situation? Uh, everything's by appointment, but all our all our tastings are outdoors, and uh, so we we try to be COVID safe. Um, children and pets are welcome, but but you do have to. Uh, uh, make a reservation, sure. which you can do easily online. Uh, yeah, acornwinery.com, folks. I'm, oh, go I, ahead, Dan. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this uh, project because uh, when you get a, a, a bottle of uh, Bill's wine, it's never, never going to be over-oaked. 
it, he uses oak in a very, very careful way so that the wine really speaks to the fruit. And when you pick up some of those blends, and your Dolcetto is really a fascinating wine. It's really Italian in style. I mean, as it should be, of course, mm-hmm. with so many uh, Italian-style wines in this country are bigger and richer and more and, and more uh Expansive and yours is mm-hmm. much more delicate and yeah. has a little bit more personality. Yeah. So go a, a little deeper on Dolcetto. Uh, well, go ahead. T- talk okay. about it. Okay. Well, well, Dolcetto is a grape from northwest Italy, the Piedmont area of Italy. So it's where um, they also grow Nebbiolo for their more expensive wines, but Dolcetto and Barbera are their everyday wines. Right. And um, Dolcetto means little, little sweetie, but uh, it's a sweet grape that makes a very dry wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and the good thing is that it right from the moment you release it, it goes great with Italian food. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful with mushroom risotto. Uh, it's kind of similar to what they would be eating there in in the Piedmont area. Dan, you alluded early in the conversation about how wine in California ninety eight percent varietal based. Mm-hmm. You don't hear a lot about blends, and blends are often looked down on in certain uh, areas. So talk about blends and and I. I have a personal vendetta against blends where they don't tell you what's in it. They just say it's red wine blend. Well, so what is it? Well, mm-hmm. it's red wine blend. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. Bill tells you. He yeah, lets you know what's in the stuff. We've always put it on the back label exactly what's in it. And, and, and often you know, some of our wines are enough varietal that we can have the varietal name on the label. But we tell you on the back that it's got all these other things in it, too. I mean, this, this Gruner Veltliner we're, we're sipping is 80% Gruner Veltliner. But how many other varieties are in here? Um, I have to count. It's about, <laughs> uh, about 10 others. But, um, but part of this is an experiment. To, uh, I just planted all the Austrian varieties I could, and they don't all ripen at the same time. And so there are a few, few of the grapes we planted that ripen very early that I'm uh, I'm going to switch out. Uh, <laughs> Gruner, like when we Gruner Veltner, yeah, Veltner, you did good. Veltliner, <laughs> you got the, got it right. Veltliner, whatever. Didn't he play yeah. a Bond villain? Ah, it sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Was he the guy with the uh, aluminum teeth and a monocle, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and a big bottle of wine. Yeah. Uh, this is lovely, and it's a 2020. And Dan, you had mentioned a couple of years in the cellar. Yeah, this is what. So uh, there are plenty of white wines that will age, and this is one of the few that really have almost a guarantee of age. It's uh, Gruner's uh, uh, a big deal on the East Coast now. It's becoming very popular with the millennial buyers on the East Coast, especially those really? that are being made in Austria. And you're not seeing very much Gruner being made in the United States. There's one really good one from Pennsylvania. There's one from Southern Oregon. There's a couple from. Uh, California, but uh, Gruner's not exactly a, as popular as it I think it should be, and this is a good example of, mm-hmm. of why this Friday is so interesting. It really is good, Bill. I like it. Okay, uh, go to acornwinery.com, find out about everything they're up to, and make a reservation to visit. And if you go during one of the Rodney Strong concert series and hang out at uh, Acorn, you can hear the bass. From the band. <laughs> Hear the bass player playing across the street. All right, what's this other wine you brought, Bill? Uh, we brought our Rosado. That's uh, a rosé. Uh, again, a field blend. Uh, it's darker than a lot of rosés. Uh, it's it, 
the similar to uh, a wine from Tavel in, in the Rhone region of France, not not Provence, where they make them lighter. Uh, we call it a year-round rosé. It's it's uh, great with Thanksgiving dinner or anytime you're eating this is some really, salmon or something. If you, well, if, I just said uh, half hour ago that Happy Thanksgiving because I yeah. Well, this you, you I must figure out seeing this wine. I we can't always, figure out what month it is. We always <laughs> save this for man. Uh, we always save this to have it at, at Thanksgiving. You, you, this you, is really red you, wine. I mean, all, this is red. Look at the color. You, th- you think it's pink. It's, and you think maybe a little bit sweet. It's completely dry. But it is, it's a take on rosé? Yeah, yeah, it's rosé. So you, you can make rosé in lots way. of different colors. This, yeah, gets, yeah. this is uh, like 24-hour skin contact. Uh, we picked. That's and, red. And I mean, that's a red wine. Right. In the, in the, in the well, mouth, it's a red wine. But, yeah, but right. other red wines go, you know, seven to ten days. So it's not, <laughs> not, it's not that red. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's pink in the, in the respect of there's no tannin to speak mm-hmm. of. Well, what it does have is this nice uh, richness of fruit, and it's going to go great with, like, Thanksgiving dinner. We should just move it up. <laughs> just yeah. Move it up from the well, – apparently uh, I already have we could, we could bring it, <laughs> earlier. We, we could bring it back. Uh, Harry, thoughts? I'm enjoying it. it. It's not what I expected from a rosé, quite frankly. It's it's got a very unique flavor to it that I'm not getting from the other rosés that we've seen. Harry, um, some years ago, I I ran an experiment, and I got some black glasses, and I got a a, a very very dry rosé. Yeah, somebody it, brought those in a long time ago. Yeah, on, I on did. This I, it was you me. Did, yeah. yeah, I just wanted. I got and my I, black. I had them. At, I had some at home, and then it would just kind of freak me out after a while. Well, after it's, <laughs> it's it's shocking because if you think if you look at the wine and you imagine what it's going to be, then you're prejudicing yourself against what the wine might not be or might be. And then the end result, of course, is that after you've poured in a, in a black glass in, at room temperature and you can't tell the color you swear this is red and then i pour it into a, another regular glass and you say wait a minute that that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. but this our think our our brain uh makes us believe that what we're going to try is what is related to the color right. and that has nothing to do with reality yeah it's fascinating and this brain thing, I've been hearing a lot about it. I need to get one. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, can you uh, Google that I'll, for I'll me? I'll go on Amazon and see what's available. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. Who's going to order I it for you, Steve? <laughs> uh, so, Bill, get a little deeper into what it is you do at Acorn here. I mean, as far as these, well, I do a little. Uh, these these wines are fascinating. I do a little bit of everything, you know, from planting the grapes to uh, pruning, and I'm, I'm in the vineyard every day. I can't do it all myself, so I have some help. Uh, and your wife, Betsy, is heavily involved. As she's heavily involved. She handles most of the sales. Um, yeah, so we've been, uh, we've been at this for some time. Big believers in sustainable farming. Yes. Talk we, about that. Okay. We... Uh, we are certified sustainable. We do things like uh, planting a cover crop, spreading compost, and planting a cover crop every fall. So in March, when we mow it, it's about four feet tall, and it's beans and peas that take nitrogen out of the air, put it in the soil, and uh, flowering things like mustard and 
Uh, so it, it really creates a lot of biodiversity, attracts beneficial insects. And then we just mow it. We don't, we don't till it so we're not breaking up the soil. Right. Uh, and we've got, you know, biodiversity that continues into the, into the summer. Um, and we have owl houses. We have owls out there hunting gophers at night. And, uh, so, yeah, we're, we're into that, too. Bill Knockbauer is here from Acorn Winery, acornwinery.com. They do great work and interesting work, and uh, you should go to the website, check out what they do, and then uh, you can uh, make a reservation for a visit, and uh, you can bring kids and your dog. Yes, you certainly can. And we have a picnic picnic area, too. So So folks are welcome to bring their picnics with them as well? Exactly, yeah. This uh, this project is uh, located in Russian River Valley, and that's one of the secrets to why these wines are so uh, a little bit different. You'll never see very much uh, Gruner Veltner or Zinfandel planted in Russian River anymore. Russian River is pretty much now moved into Pinot Noir country and Chardonnay. Yeah, right. you, you're not doing Pinot Noir or Chardonnay. <laughs> no, we. Uh, but I, I have to say, Zinfandel was there before Pinot. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and in our area, Zinfandel and uh, uh, Petit Syrah always done very well. So we're between Rodney Strong and Fopiano. Fopiano's always done done well with the Petit Syrah. When we got there, uh, there was one Pinot vine out in the middle of the Zinfandel, <laughs> and it was raisins by the time we picked the Zinfandel. <laughs> so, so, so it, uh, it it didn't last. All right. We're talking Syrah, Cabernet Franc. Which I enjoy, uh, Sangiovese. We talked about the Dolcetta and uh, the Gruner. Uh, just fascinating wines, Dan. Huh? Well, what I like is the diversity. Uh, these when 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 Bill's making an, uh, a a wine that's really a, a stylistic example of Austria, and it's a red wine. He's using a grape called Blue Portuguese. Yeah, you don't. See, how many people have got that growing, Bill? <laughs> Not very many. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't know anybody. But um, so we have a we have another wine called Medley. That's that's the whole vineyard blend. So we it we make it the blue Portuguese goes into the base blend, and then we and it's the most complicated blend you've ever seen. And then then we taste through all our other wines and make, put together a blend of the blends to represent the whole vineyard. California Wine Country brought to you by Bottled Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Minum Wines. Bill Knockbauer is our guest today from Acorn Winery. Yeah, check them out at acornwinery.com. They do some fascinating stuff, and it's an amazing story. Uh, Bill's grandfather, Austrian, mm-hmm. uh, grandmother, Portuguese. Correct, correct. Reiterate that for uh, people okay. just well, my, joining us. My, my grandfather uh, came from, from Austria when he was a teenager. He, his old, two older brothers and an older sister had come about 10 years previous, and he came to visit them and and ended up working with them in the vineyards. and In Napa Valley. In Napa Valley. Yeah. Um, and then um, my grandmother's family came from the Azores in the 1860s and settled in Petaluma. And so she was born in, in Petaluma, and uh, a couple of her brothers opened a grocery store in Vallejo where my grandfather went after he went to barber school. And so she was visiting them. He met her, and, uh, and then to 
to, to visit the family, he had to, in Petaluma, he had to take a ferry boat from Vallejo to San Francisco and then to Petaluma because there were no bridges. <laughs> uh, so uh, That's a great yeah. story. Uh, Talk about your vineyards, the Alegria Vineyards, and start with the name. Okay, well, Alegria is happiness. Alegria. Happiness in Spanish makes me happy to be out in the vineyard and you happy to drink the wine. And um, it's uh, a, a nod to the uh, Hispanic heritage of California and the workers um, to have a Spanish name. Uh, it was part originally part of a... Uh, a land grant, the Sorayome land grant, uh, to a Boston sea captain named Fitch. So there's Fitch Mountain behind uh, Healdsburg. Yeah. And he got a land grant of 48,000 acres, which included Healdsburg, Alexander Valley, and then down where we are. Uh, after uh, statehood, uh, there, was, uh, there were all these squatters on, on the land that they couldn't get off. And um, so there was a, a Healdsburg lawyer named Norton who went around to to sell the land to the people who were already on it, and they were armed, and he was armed, and <laughs> and it was a pretty dicey situation. Like I said, a hell of a story. <laughs> so so our vineyard, the Zinfandel vines, were actually planted by some people who came from Virginia before the Civil War. Uh, and I doubt that they knew anything about wine before they came to California, but... The history of Zinfandel in Sonoma County is very, very interesting, and, and it includes some lore that most people have never uh, actually uh, uh, written about. Uh, it's it's available in archival material, and I've I've looked at it myself. Uh, there were a number of areas of uh, Sonoma County, especially around Russian River Valley North, where uh, there was a kind of a uh, a likelihood of Zinfandel going in and making really nice wine, but every now and then there were some spots that didn't accept the vines, and the farmers who farmed those lands thought that the, that each vine that died, that hole didn't like Zinfandel, so they would put <laughs> in different vine into that same hole, different varietal, and that's how all these interplanted vineyards came about. So as you wow. go through, and and you see a lot of this in your vineyard, uh, you don't have a hundred percent Zinfandel in no, your in your no. Zin block. No, and I and I think I don't know what whether they were concerned about what had been in the hole before, but <laughs> as they the vineyard mix evolved over time. So every year you have to replace a few vines that die, and you say, okay, this year we need more Petite Syrah. Where is it going to go? Well, the holes are all over the place. So, <laughs> so it gets, you use it, that it gets more and more mixed up. Uh, Sounds like radio. Yeah. <laughs> the, the holes are all over the place. That's right. Uh, acornwinery.com is the website. You should check them out. Uh, Russian River Valley. They do a Syrah, a Cab Franc, Sangiovese, a Dolcetta. Uh, I'm sorry, Dolcetto. Uh, the uh, Alvarino, which is... Portuguese, right? That's a Portuguese white grape. Okay, and we started. And it's it's at, you know it is Alberino in Spain. It's uh, okay. It's on both sides of the border. And we started out with the uh, Gruner Verlina. 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 Whatever. Also, we also tasted the Rosato, which is a dry rosé, and it's lovely stuff. Really delicious. 
One thing about the Zinfandel that uh, Bill makes, um, uh, his older vines, he's got a lot of old old vines there, and the, these are self-limiting. They, they don't produce a lot of fruit, but they produce really high-quality fruit. And a couple of what was about three weeks ago, we got together to a bunch of Sonoma County winemakers, and we tasted through 12 uh, Zinfandels blind. And uh, the winner of that grew. And these are all winemakers. They're all professionals. And everything was tasted blind. And Bill's uh, 2019 uh, Heritage Vines uh, Zinfandel finished first. Wow. And that was quite an achievement uh, because these are really, really tough, tough tasters. They really put the wines to the test. That was year 19. And year 18 is still available. Yeah, the 18 is actually what we're selling now. So the 19 will be available in the, in the fall. But it's... It's basically the same blend. Our, our Zinfandel is uh, only 78% Zinfandel. There's quite a bit of Alicante Boucher and Petite Syrah. And then the last uh, 2% of it's 15 other grapes that are sprinkled around like salt and pepper. It's just uh, in, those, in those holes. But uh, <laughs> Now, you didn't want us to go there, and you went right back there. <laughs> All right, everyone, get your mind out yeah. of the gutter, Harry, will you? <laughs> Just because mine's there doesn't mean you have to be there, too. Uh, okay, it is Bill Nachbauer. He and his wife, Betsy, are the owners of Acorn Winery. Go to acornwinery.com and check out everything they do. And you can also uh, schedule a visit. And, again, it's uh, family good. and doggy friendly. And we have picnics, picnic area. We don't have food. You bring your own. But, You're right. But right. if you go to acornwinery.com and click on Visit Us, you can make a, a reservation. And they're right across the street from uh, Rodney Strong Vineyards. Right. Where uh, if you go to Acorn, you can hear during the summer concert series at uh, Rodney Strong. You can hear You snippets. can hear the bass player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For free. <laughs> Well, you should buy some acorn wine. Well, of course. Especially try the rosé because of the rosato. It is delicious wine, but it's really red masquerading as pink. You know, when you said that prior to me tasting it, and as soon as I tasted it, I thought the same thing. I went, my God, yeah, (laughs) that's a red wine, but it's called rosato. It's a dry, very dry rosé and very good. The color reminds me of the old hard watermelon candies. Yes. Well, it's a darker color. Yeah, uh, that was kind of a feel but there. But I'm looking no, at yeah, it right, right here, and right, the color yeah. is exactly what the old watermelon candies would look like. Well, that's, and that's, Bill a, says uh, that's I'm a, right. That's a good association. I'm, 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 not, I'm not familiar with the candy. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not good. either. Seriously. I, I'm aware of it, but I, I don't remember ever really tasting it. Oh, we loved watermelon candies. Grandma Dominic, who lived down the street from us, would always have watermelon candies to share with the neighborhood kids. And that's Mm. why I have such affection for those. And that color reminds me of that candy. I prefer the watermelon itself. I enjoy watermelon, too. (laughs) What was that? Is that two more Carry off is what that is. Carry off. Uh, game 15 of the Warriors in the finals uh, playoff tonight, uh, beginning beginning at 6 o'clock. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Boston. <laughs> the old not- gong on the wall means the show is over. <laughs> okay. And so does the clock on the floor. Uh, thanks to Bill Nockbauer from Acorn Winery. Go to acornwinery.com. And, of course, the one and only Dan Berger. It's California Wine Country. Uh, have a great night.